listeners, we're back again. Um, we had to miss last week, but your your drought is over. <laughs> this is Madeline and Aaron back with another episode of Nagler Star Wars Story. I mean, Thank people God. are out there like Obi-Wan Panicking. and the Junlin wastes of Tatooine, just yeah. not knowing yeah. what the hell to do with their lives. Good, um, to, good to be back, Madeline. Good to be back. Yeah. Today, I've planned something we are going to assign songs to star wars characters but when i came up with this i was assuming that no star wars news would break and since then it has been announced that there are going to be some reshoots uh very close to the release of the film in like september going into september well there's like apparently starting before then but stretching yeah, yeah, into, but into september. september which is wild cuz then they only have Literally like a month and a half. Maybe. If I'm being generous right. for the post production of those scenes, so. And apparently, these scenes involve the Millennium Falcon with some jungle slash foliage on top of it, and another one involves an X-wing, and that's all I've read. That's all I know. So. So you just know whatever these scenes are. Oscar Isaac is going. Not you. Not you. Because he's going to definitely be one of the people Here's Here's what in. I think it is. Now, I think this is pretty clear. JJ listened to our last podcast, mm-hmm. and he, he heard our suggestion slash desire for Kylo slash Ben Solo to appear on the Millennium Falcon, and that's what these pickups yep. are. He's like, why? What? What was I think? Yes, of course. And so he called for reshoots to go Obviously. put Ben Solo on the Falcon. Yeah, clearly. That's going to happen. I hope so. So does this make you nervous, this this news coming out? No. Weirdly, it actually doesn't because to me it seems like a technical thing. Like, for me, I really just think you that it's like... You don't think it's story-driven? Like, I really don't. Like, I don't know. I think if it were story-driven, I'd be more excited and nervous and like what... Yeah, but, but you honestly, don't know. That's my point. I, you don't I know, know I don't driver. know, but I'm just... Honestly, my You just feel it in the force? I just really don't think... I think it's just technical. Mm-hmm. I think if it was story driven, it would have happened earlier. I don't think they'd be doing story driven reshoots right. of the last episode of the Skywalker saga, right. like a month before the movie comes out. Right. Like I don't know, I that just doesn't seem like something Kathleen Kennedy would be like on board with. It doesn't seem I like JJ's. Kathleen that. Kennedy done ripped up everything on Rogue One and then fired sure. the directors of Solo. I, I mean, yeah, but I don't not put it past her. Soon. And I don't no, I know. That, I understand the timeline. And but this is also way more important than a standalone movie. It's I totally the last episode of the saga. And I don't think that JJ is like the kind of person who makes a decision and then changes his mind right. at the last minute. Right. Like, I think he could have changed his mind throughout making the movie. Well, that's the but thing. This I mean, seems you have like to very think. offhanded. You have like, to think at some point, and they've obviously been assembling the film, you know, cutting it post-production, etc., you have to think at some point recently while going through the story and watching it, J.J. thought, okay, I need this. Yeah, you know what I mean? True. Whatever it is, whatever addition, yeah. whatever coverage he doesn't have, he just had to have gotten to a point where, okay, I absolutely, positively have to have this. Because, yeah. I mean, like you said, it's so close to the release date. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be something pretty damn important. True. I don't know. But we'll see. I don't know we'll what, see. what that means. But. I'm hoping that they 
tell us what the re- the actual they like won't. reshoots they were. Won't. I hope. I mean, they will. maybe it and comes the, out eventually. They're, they're making a documentary right. on this movie too, right? Of like the, the, they did on the Last Jedi. So right. I'm hoping that it'll cover this when they release. Maybe it. there was a Canto by sequence, and and JJ realized how horrible it was, and he went back and redid it. Okay. Well. Would have been nice. And on that note, Ryan done that. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> let's get started. All right. So, so wait, tell people what the hell it is we're doing here. Um, we are assigning songs, not scores, just no. regular songs, Pop songs to yeah, to Star Wars characters, and I should say just in the uh, what's the word. This is a very you thing, by the way. What? This is not something I would ever yeah, thought I know. to done to do. I know it but is. I love it. It was a fun but, exercise. Um, but just in the keeping time in mind, mm-hmm. we won't be doing any of the prequel characters, <laughs> even though I would have loved to have done Padme, and we won't be doing any television show characters again, even though that means you I don't do get to Asajj. do Ventress, Ventress and I don't get to do Ahsoka, which is sad. But it's just in the interest of time. So we don't um, want to keep giving you guys hour and a half yeah. long podcast. So we will be doing the original trilogy, like mains, and then mm-hmm. the sequel trilogy mains. So eight and all. So let's just get started. Let's launch right into it yeah, yeah. with Luke. With you Luke, can go first. I go first. Yeah. <laughs> These are so weird because it's like my whole life I've only associated score and like John Williams music with these characters songs and you know obviously you gravitate towards the lyrics yeah not so much the the quote-unquote pop music around it but for Luke my the the one that I kept I like I had a few contenders but the one that I really kind of settled on was flawless go to the city by George Michael why that's so weird I know because and not for the aspect of Lando no no you'll 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 get Lando But just for the aspect of, not so much like, you're absolutely flawless, because Luke is obviously with flaws, but uh, the sentiment of that whole, that song, the whole idea behind that song is someone growing up, longing to get out, longing to go to the city. And to me, that's Luke on Tatooine. Now, I know you view Luke through a very different prism, but for me, that's who Luke will always be. Yeah. He represents that young farm boy. farm boy who all he wants to do is get out, go have an adventure, go to the city. So gotcha. for me, for That's Luke, pick. flawless, go to the city. All right. For me, it was a totally polar opposite. Yeah, exactly. I picked Who Are You Now from Funny Girl. Um, wow. Because Look at you going all Broadway. A lot of these are. Um, right. Anyway. Uh, I just picked that song because, like you said, I view him very differently. I like him more as a character when he's old and grizzled mm. and like, right. like an old grizzled Vietnam veteran. But we're supposed veteran. to be picking like, these from the, the the original trilogy. He's not an old grizzled dude in the original trilogy. I just said we're pick the characters generally. Yeah, it doesn't right, have to be right. from a specific film because then the, it gets much more difficult. But yep. for me, I thought it encompassed all of his whole arc from the yep. original trilogy to now the who are you now like it's a woman singing to her love interest right? right but the parts that she sings about herself could equally apply to him just as much as the love interest well tell people could, why because like, not everyone will have heard that song um because she's asking like where are you now is the are the grasses greener that sort of a thing uh, and i was thinking right. that could apply to like Leia when he disappears on her, right. you know, yeah. and it could equally apply to him 
and all the people he left behind when he disappeared and like Mm -hmm. the nostalgia of it but also the like not knowing i guess i just realized when we're done with this we're gonna put we'll we'll create a spotify playlist yeah we'll put all these songs on there so you can all listen yeah just so you have a reference yeah because this is it's like i a billion percent no, I've heard that song, but right now, for the life of me, I can't remember what it sounds like. Don't worry, I got now it. I'm really interested. Who are? No, I'm yeah, just right. <laughs> but now I'm really interested to go listen. You know? Don't worry, I got you. Yeah, um, exactly. All right, next is Leia. So, is that for me? Yeah, you can go first. Uh, I chose "Money Can't Buy It" by Any Lennox. I haven't heard that song. It's um, it's off her first solo album, is after she left the Arrhythmics, and it's um, the hook, the kind, the. There's a couple hooks in it, actually, but the one that really kind of drove it for me was uh, I believe that love alone can do these things for you. And for me, it's like Leia is so amazing in the sense that, and this encapsulates, you're talking about her whole arc, like from the headstrong, determined princess to a general, like she's like known and she's kind of known throughout the galaxy as... um, a hero, really. I mean, from the time she's, you know, a young, a very young woman, a young lady. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like driving her inside is this, like, you know, she's obviously adopted. Yeah. And she has this longing to connect, but it's really hard for her to do so. But when she does, it's really strong. Mm-hmm. And obviously she's force sensitive. Yeah. Um, and so for me, the love that Annie Lennox is speaking about or singing about in the song really kind of equates to the force and her connection to yeah. Luke to Han uh, to Kylo yeah. you know to Ben, ben um, say. so you know <laughs> but that's what I mean like there are so many things swirling around her yeah but under underneath it all is this this really strong connection she has with very few people but the few people yeah. the chosen ones so to speak that that Bond is so strong it'll never be broken, no matter that's, what. That's a really good uh, pick. Um, okay, mine is You Don't Own Me by... I think it's like Leslie Gore or something like that. It's the original, back from like the 60s right. or something. Right, right, right. But um, you I picked... Don't own me. Yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I picked that because... I mean, obviously it's like a feminist anthem and like whatever. Right. But for me, it was more like... I, I think a lot of people from my generation tend to forget what a groundbreaking character she was when sure, she yeah. emerged in the original movies because, sure, now it's like literally every lead character in a mm-hmm. in liter- literally every franchise has to be like a strong Drunk. woman. Yeah, 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 it's like always so like contrived. But like with her, it was like she was not just a quote unquote like strong woman, but she was a uh, a complex three-dimensional fleshed out character in her own right with her own motives and her own feelings and um it wasn't about making her this like feminist icon right because that wasn't yeah because that was never a goal no exactly so that was never the it was just about making her a great character and so that's why i feel like the song applies because it's like you don't own me this doesn't own me like not just people but like Like narrative, the narrative, yeah, outside definitions. Yeah. Well, it's so funny you just said that. I'm just thinking, like, isn't it interesting that two of the most successful filmmakers of all time, if you're just talking success, yeah, in George Lucas and James Cameron, both like were way ahead of the curve on this. Yeah. Like, if you've got Princess Leia, and you've got uh, 
both Ripley in Aliens and then uh, Sarah Connor in Terminator. I haven't like, seen either of those. I know you so haven't, but, you but I'm just saying, like, and now they're bringing back Sarah Connor. Like, mm-hmm. she's coming in the new Terminator film. Mm-hmm. Like, he, they both of them were so far ahead of all this yeah. because of what you're talking about. Like, they weren't narrative. It wasn't about, like, oh, it's, it's in the kind of national dialogue, so I'm going to hop on board. Yeah, yeah. It was... I really love the idea of this fully drawn character yeah. who is a woman, yeah. but she is the protagonist. Yeah. Like, I love that. Like, well, that's back in the 70s and early 80s. One of my favorite Amelia Clark quotes is she's like, every interview, they're like, what is it like playing a strong woman? And I'm like, can we just get rid of the phrase strong woman? woman? Right. Start asking me, what is it like playing a woman? Because that's just how I view her. She's yeah. like... I'm not playing a quote-unquote strong woman. I'm just playing a woman who has had her, like, arc. And, like, yep. and when she said that, I was like, damn, that's so true. Anyway, <laughs> next is Han. So, your oh, favorite character. Oh, yeah, here so. we go. <laughs> um, I chose Sure Shot by the Beastie Boys. Never heard that song. Madeline, we got to educate you. Um, it, they, it perfect. It's, a, it's, it's the first track off of Ill Communication, and it absolutely captures Han Solo as far as the cockiness, the sureness, the... And, hell, it's called Sure Shot for one of the best shots in the galaxy. It's just, when you hear it, you'll totally get it. And anyone who hasn't heard it, go listen and you'll be like, oh oh, yeah, this is Han Solo. Yeah, yeah. It's it's absolutely perfect for him. I almost went with one of those for him, but then I was like, I chose a different aspect. It's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. Han Solo sides I guess so I picked Marty Bum by the Arctic Monkeys nice and I just saw it as like a Leia thing yeah of um, course because obviously like I guess one of my favorite lyrics from that song is I'm in trouble again aren't I and like (laughs) that seems to me like such a Han Solo like definitely especially especially with Leia yeah yeah yeah. I was like to me that whole song is like he's like listen I'm trying trying my best here yep like the lyric where it's like I've seen your frown and it's like looking down the barrel of a gun when it and it goes off. That made me think of Force Awakens yeah, when exactly. he's like, you know, when they have that argument and yep. she's like, and when does that ever help? Nope. And don't, don't say, say the, the Death, Death Star. Star. Like yep. that to me is like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's anyway, perfect. That's so perfect. that was my Han song. Okay, last one for like the original, original trilogy. trilogy is Lando. Oh my gosh. Basically, you could probably just use the entire catalog for this artist, but I had to narrow it down to one song. Okay. So I chose DMSR by Prince, which oh, is Oh, Prince dance, is such a Lando al- Dance, artist, music, sorry. sex, romance. Yeah. And if you have not heard the song, <laughs> yeah. go hear it. Because so all it is, if, if now you, for the rest of your life, whenever you hear the song, you'll just think of Lando kicking it in the Falcon, yeah. like picking up alien chicks and yeah. like being all suave. And I tell you what, like I said, Pretty much any Prince song would cover Lando, but DMSR for me was absolute perfection. Okay. Uh, I picked My Way by Frank Sinatra. (laughs) That's good. Because I was thinking, you know, it's like Billy D. Williams said, it's like he did what he had to do and he did it his way. Absolutely. And and did anybody die? Did anybody die? So now, (laughs) 20 years later, Lando can look back and say, you know what? I did it my way. That's really so, good. I like and that. And honestly, it's even aside from that, I just always, when I was going to pick his song, I knew it was going to be something a little bit old Hollywood. Right. Because I just think yeah, that whole vibe is so him. Yeah, he's got that old Hollywood glamour so thing. Him, yeah. Well, and, and you think about Billy Dee Williams and like, Lady Sings the Blues. Like, he comes from that tradition, yeah, you know, yeah. from a very different era. So that's yeah. really good. So, I like that a lot. That was my pick. 
So now we go into the sequel trilogy oh, characters, and we'll start. Not oh, you. Oh my god, so annoying. <laughs> we'll start with Finn. I have a really Ooh. interesting Finn song, so all right. you can go. Well, first. why don't you go first? You, uh, I did. Right. I went first for the sequels, originals. I'll, you yeah, go yeah. first for the sequels. Sequels. I'll go first. There you go. So my Finn pick was "Part of Me" by Katy Perry, which is actually a breakup song. My but to uh, my me, eyebrow just arched so high. <laughs> like, but to really? me, I always interpreted it. Um, from his point of view as like a leaving the first order song and I don't know it just always makes me think of him and part of it is because in the music video Katy Perry like joins the army and whatever but like the lyrics I think are applicable not all of them of course because it is a breakup song but at least like the main hooks and stuff Mm. so you know this is the part of me that you can never ever take away from me that sort of thing and that's so Finn because you know his kindness and his just inherent goodness is something that they couldn't even though they have like a rigorous training process and they took him away from his family it's like one thing that you can't reach inside somebody and take away who they are you know like their core being and that's you see it in the village when he's the only trooper who refuses to shoot like that's the part of him that they can never ever take away from him so i don't know i just i always associated that. that song with him all right, mine. It's kind of similar vein. Uh, I chose "Better Man" by Leon Bridges because the idea oh, being like Finn is always trying to be a better man. Like he's always trying to be better. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. improve himself. Mm-hmm. If, if whether it I is agree. as a stormtrooper and realizing no, I can't do this. Whether it's uh, his friendship with Poe and trying to help yeah. and and help. Not only like, eventually he gets to the point where he's helping the resistance. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's his relationship with Ray, he wants to be better for her. Mm-hmm. And then when he meets, even when he meets Rose, and he's obviously trying to escape or whatever and go get Ray. And then, you know, he meets Rose and, well, you know, he, he wait a second, I've got to be better for the resistance. Like, yeah, I've got to, yeah, I can't, yeah. I shouldn't be abandoning them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So it's just like, there's this constant journey for him trying to be the better man, trying to yeah. be a better man. You know, he's not trying to be better than anybody, but he's trying to be a better version of himself. Usually, almost all the time. So, to me, like Better Man, Leon Bridges. Yeah, that's a good, good pick. Okay, next is Poe. Speaking of, Mm -hmm. so my pick for Poe is Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Oh my God, that's a great, (laughs) great choice. And I always like I don't know for me this is the kind of song so that good. Oh my in, God. in my mind should play over like every action scene he has yeah literally so and great. and I love the first lyric is like where have all the good men gone <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like it's so good the reason I love it is because first of all from a third person perspective it applies to his character of sure. just yeah. somebody who is just so passionate and committed to the cause he'll yep. literally do yeah anything and mm-hmm. he's such an inherently like good person and he's just been raised to to rise through the ranks like it's right. been almost like his monarchy his whole life has always been i'm going to lead the rebellion yep. someday yep. it's yep. just it's who his mother was it's who leia is to him it's like yep. who he is supposed to become force. you know yeah. it's like his biggest passion in the world is just the resistance right but then from a non third person perspective I think it is also like campy and a little bit how he sees himself you know yeah yeah because obviously he's a little bit of a not he's not a bad person but he obviously has a bit of a like 
puffed out chest. Oh, that's my song addresses that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a little, he's a little cocky. He sees himself, I think, a little too much as the leader sometimes, you know, and he can let his own arrogance maybe get in the way of a bigger picture. Well, it's so funny between your song and my song. I think we've captured the entirety. Yeah, because like the hero part (laughs) is very much captured by the Tyler song, but. I chose Supersonic by Oasis, which is like the absolute flagship song for swagger, cocky, like, uh, give me gin and tonic, I'm going to be supersonic, like, I'm just like, I'm the fucking man. And like, to me, that's like, especially when we meet him, it's like, you know, and then you go through all of basically Force Awakens and, you know, he's flying the X-Wing all around and like the way he, I love how like, in the original Star Wars, it takes this whole band of, of fighter pilots to take down the Death Star and in Force Awakens it's like literally he just flies through a trench boom things done like it's just so funny how like he is great and he knows he's great and he knows he's a baller you know But so for me it's like if he was like in his X-Wing and he put on a mixtape Supersonic would be the first thing to come out of the speakers because it would just be like yeah I'm the fucking man I should also just you're gonna groan but I should say I do have separate playlists. I can link you guys if you're interested on Twitter. Um, I have a Raylo playlist and a Fimpo playlist, and I have separate playlists for the characters on their own, like outside of romance. Mm-hmm. And my Poe playlist is all very like these types of songs, right. like a lot of "Don't <laughs> Stop Me Now" by right. Queen, that right. sort of thing. Right. But then the Fimpo playlist is almost exclusively vulnerable mm, Poe, like literally, because it's his sensitive the only. Side. I'm not even kidding though. The only time you kind of see him like mm-hmm. buckle and yeah. like as with him. Like I'm yeah. sorry, but it's true. Well, a little bit with Leia too. No, with Leia bit, too. Like but I'm just saying, like in terms up. of his people that are supposed to be on his level, yeah, not yeah. an authoritative figure, not a motherly yep, figure. But in terms of people that are on his level, he's only he only kind of lets up around Finn and shows that he is a little bit of a doofus. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's good. I love good. that. I like that. All right, so we'll do Ray next. Uh-huh. So my pick for Ray is "When Will My Life Begin?" reprise from wow. Tangled. Tangled. So in this the is house. like a deep cut, kind of. <laughs> but deep um, Disney cut. Anybody who's seen this movie, this is the scene where she leaves the tower for the first time, and you know she's scared to put her feet on the ground because mm-hmm. she's never even touched grass before, and then you know the whole song is her like realizing that she's free like even after she touches the ground she doesn't realize it until she starts running but it's like you know just feel the grass the dirt just like i dream they'd be and then um the part where she's like i could go running and racing and Mm -hmm. bounding and chasing and you know heart leaping heart pounding whatever but that whole song felt very ray to me after she leaves jakku for the first time and especially the moment in the Falcon where she's like, I've never seen this, this much, much green. green. I didn't yeah. know there was this much green in the whole galaxy. And that really reminded me of this song. But even outside of that, like in The Last Jedi, it's interesting because she's still discovering for the first time just everything. Like, even though she's grown, like that scene under the Falcon where she is experiencing the rain, rain for the first yeah. time. It's, it's like, it's something you don't think about, but then you remember she was on a desert planet for her whole life, Life. essentially. I mean, since she was, like, maybe five years old. So rain is new to her. And I was like, so this song just applies in terms of, like, discovering the world for the first time. I like that. I like that. 
Um, I chose There's More to Life Than This by Bjork. And I had a couple Bjork songs, and I thought Bjork was like a really good artist to kind of capture Ray. Mm -hmm. The thing is, for me, I have a, my, my hunch would be after Rise of Skywalker, I will be seeing her through a very different prism. Yeah. But right now, even after Last Jedi, I feel like she's still discovering herself, yeah, her I powers, agree. her place, and seeing the universe. She's very, still very naive to the universe yeah. at large. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, she's absolutely powerful. Yeah. She's absolutely, you know, ascending. But she's still, like, and the song is, it's great because it literally, it's a dance number off of Bjork's first solo album. Um, there's more to life than this. It's all about getting away and realizing there's got to be something more than this this what what the situation I'm in right now yeah. and I really felt obviously that's her on Jakku you know yeah. she's like you know, someday someday she's the Luke for the new trilogy yeah. she's yearning she knows there's something else out there mm -hmm. um, I, it was funny because I almost chose Hunter by Bjork but I feel like that's again something that she's probably heading towards but like right now she's still very much like searching and go looking forward and looking for the else, the other, something else outside of her. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously, t to me, she's always going to represent you a little bit. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> that, the way that you connected to her. Yeah. Uh, and I really feel like it's almost the song, which you've probably never heard. And I'll play no. it for you someday. I'll put it on the playlist. Yeah. Um, it really represents that idea of, all right, I'm leaving home and I'm getting out. Yeah. And, like, I know there's something else out there and I'm going to go find it. Um. I actually, like, in terms of the beginning of the movie, mm -hmm. Ray is definitely the character I'm most excited to, like, meet yeah. her where she is a year later. Yeah. Because Daisy said she was, like, you meet a very different Ray at the beginning That's of the Rise I mean. of Skywalker. That's what I mean, exactly. She was, like, yeah. she, she was saying, like, she's more centered and kind of self-assured. And, like, yeah. I'm, I'm just really excited to, you know see how she's progressed in yes. the one year time jump since the last time we saw her which was like huddling a bunch of people into the falcon and right. complimenting bb8's antenna so <laughs> yeah all right big guns last last one one is kylo slash ben mm -hmm. i had so much i knew you would trouble i have a whole <laughs> playlist this is it was really really hard it came down between two and i picked um, this song Medicine, which was like an indie hit or whatever. Mm -hmm. I forget the artist. Hold on. It's by Daughter. Medicine by Daughter. And that song is... Um, the lyrics are, you've got a second chance. You could go home, escape it all. It's just irrelevant. And I was like, that is so applicable to him. He's been given, you know, right. at this point, two second chances. And both times he was like too scared to go for it you know right. and i'm like the rise of skywalker is going to be the one you know it's going to be like this is yep. your your chance you could go home now and anyway and That's then another good. part of it is uh you know the line where it says it's just irrelevant i really love that because it's like kind of all-encompassing to his situation like because i think the thing that holds him back is a lot of internal like living up to his grandfather that sort of thing but right. then also the actual like reality of the situation i think it's very easy for us to be like he could have just gone with ray but mm -hmm. like where does that leave first of all this empire that he's built right well yeah i mean the whole and place he's been working towards yeah you know, for the last x number exactly. of years 
And then also this, even if he did go with Ray, and they are the most people powerful force wielders in the galaxy, that still leaves the biggest army yeah. the the galaxy has ever seen at that point yep. coming after them. Yep. They can't single-handedly stop the entire First Order, which right. is part of the reason I think he offered for her to join him, yeah, right. you know? And, like, I just think the line, it's just irrelevant, is, like, he needs to realize that the kind of tangible aspects of it and the, the like logistics it's irrelevant to his own like health and like how he feels it's like mm. strip that all away and how do you feel inside you know right, right. like don't worry about the like the ifs and the ands and the buts and the like how are we gonna do this and how are we gonna do this like just how do you feel if you could pick anything right now and not have to worry about how you're going to like execute it right. what would you pick you know, right. yeah, and yeah, I yeah. feel like he would pick going home. Anyway, yeah, that makes and sense. And then another line I really like in that song is, um, "You've got a, you've got a warm heart, you've got a beautiful brain, but it's disintegrating from all the medicine. That's why it's called mm, medicine." There you go. And I'm like, that's very him to me. Yes. I think like he started out with such potential because mm-hmm. not only his bloodline, but like, like there's so many little things that they've thrown in there to kind of show you who he was and like. In the scene where um, Luke nearly kills him, they show his calligraphy yes, set, I saw and it's that. like right. there's so many little things. There's like he he's a normal person. He just needs the chance to like come back and explore that. Anyway, your turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> you knew that was gonna be my longest no, one. I knew, you had I know. to have known that was I, gonna yes, be my longest one. No, no one. question. Uh, I chose "The Kiss" by The Cure because okay. it's a dark, conflicted self-loathing track that I think really kind of puts it captures where he is uh, these first two films again I think this will change with Rise of Skywalker but uh, the key line is uh, from this song is I never wanted any of this and this idea that you know you grow up you're Han and Leia's son you know like we've read you know about him and Lando like blah 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 and now all of a sudden he's the most powerful darkest figure in the galaxy which I can't imagine was something he opined for you know yeah. not something he yeah. was striving for it happened and it overtook him and he, we've seen well, so he, many instances where he's conflicted yeah. you know he, we know he's conflicted yeah. he knows he's conflicted yeah. um, and then there's a line where Robert Smith basically shouts I wish you were dead which is clearly can be about Han Solo can be about Luke Skywalker yeah. it can be about anybody it's this fit of rage born out of Conf- with like inner conflict yeah. and it's it's something that I really it's so it's a song that like got me through high school yeah. kind of you know what I mean like high yeah. school coming in to be growing up yeah. like that's where I feel Kylo is you yeah. know or sorry Ben is like he's really conflicted he really is you know torn and obviously that's been talked about a lot that's you know very overtly in Ryan's film where like the the split yeah. is a very big deal throughout the entire story the entire narrative of Last Jedi, but I really feel it captures not only like the conflict, but the darkness and the uh, lack of resolution within him, which, like I said, will undoubtedly come in the next film. Yeah. But right now, as it stands, I think that song uh, really, really nails it. I love that you always correct yourself now to Ben because you know I'm gonna murder you. I know, if you don't. I know. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's still going by Kylo right now, though. I so. know, I know, I know. But uh, obviously his redemption or non-redemption, whatever, will be the best part of the Rise of Skywalker. I think with this new comic coming out... You mean other than every part Lando's I think that this new comic coming out 
as we've all been saying, mm-hmm. we're going to see Ben to Ren and then Ren to Ben. It's going to happen twofer, one-two right. punch. We can cover that next yeah. week. So good. thank you guys for listening. Um, we're going to wrap here. Uh, we'll be back next week, undoubtedly, with some more shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what Star Wars news breaks. Yeah. And we'll put the Spotify up on our Twitters. So yes, most definitely. You shall see it soon. All right. Thanks Bye. a lot, everybody. Thanks. May the force be with you. <laughs>